What is going on, folks? Welcome to the next installment of Barely Allen's Comic Book Cove. My name is Barely Allen, and I want to welcome you all to a, another watch-along edition of Barely Allen's Comic Book Cove. Um, we have been watching through some movies together. We watch them, we talk about them. I, I say some random thoughts about them as we go along. Mostly just express my adoration, especially since we're going through the MCU movies currently. So, uh, definitely a ton of fun. Um, so, and today's on the docket, as you can tell from the title, is Thor. Um, a couple little fun facts. No, it, no, fuck it. These are long movies. We're just going to get started right away with the movie. So, Marvel Studios Thor on Disney+. Plus. I have it on the black screen at zero seconds, and I'm going to start it in five, four, three, two, one, go. And I realized yesterday that there is no reason for me to do this super long intro beforehand for these movies, because they are damn near two hours long, and there's always something to talk about. Like, I could, there's, I, I can always find more time throughout this to be conversing so someone got on me for saying conversating the other day even though i like that word a lot better and i haven't said conversating since i hope they know i just prefer saying conversating and that's gone Uh, Thor, when it came out, was what I was the most excited for in terms of MCU. My dad was excited for Captain America later this year, and I was excited for Thor, because I always liked Thor better when I was younger. Uh, when I was younger, my username on stuff was MarvelFan93, so I was all about the Marvel, and I loved Thor, especially because he was this mythological being as well, and just fucking steeped in lore so that's why i was always a fan of him and cat dennings i love her she's great in everything she does i'm super excited to start listening to the audible series of the sandman where she's playing death I was the most stoked about Thor, and it was probably the movie I wasn't the most crazy about. Um, it's one of the... This is kind of the issue with this movie as opposed to the other ones, is 90% of the movie, Thor doesn't have any of his abilities... So we get to see him being fun and being cool like that, and that it's gone pretty shortly afterwards. I had to do a volume of just there. That was so loud I couldn't even hear myself talking.
and so we start the theme of running over Thor. <laughs> <laughs> wow the final choice of the role of thor came down to chris hemsworth and liam hemsworth um they were both rooting for each other to get the role though which is fun mm. sir anthony hopkins Stan Lee actually really wanted to be this role. Uh, he wanted to. He always wanted to play Odin, but was absolutely ecstatic with Sir Anthony Hopkins. such a good story for this I feel like I'd be more comfortable with it being called a Loki movie than a Thor movie because it's definitely more of the origin of Loki and finding out more about Loki than we do about Thor whereas Thor is just battling to consider himself worthy again which is nice because he I mean, some of it's his father, but some of it's also self-actualizing as well. You have to, like, super feel it in yourself. And I feel like where Thor ends up later on, it truly, like, tells this story well. Good old Odin. Him and his armor looks amazing. Uh, Chris Hemsworth and Sir Anthony Hopkins actually uh, saw each other in the armor, armor right away. And they're like, oh, we're meant to do this. No acting required. So uh, there's actually some Norse mythology that is widely included, which has to be for Thor's world. But uh, uh, the Jotuns are actually a non-hostile, non-antagonistic race. They were not about getting into fights and everything. So that part's a little hammed up, obviously, in terms of Marvel. The Cosmic Cube, as everyone thought it was.
that armor is so awesome looking. I, I, I And I love the garb that they cover themselves in throughout the movie as well. The garb is fantastic. <laughs> I love him hamming it up here. This is so fantastic. Actually, and I found out that this part makes some scientific sense. Because um, Odin's about to say that with uh, this forge inside of a dying star, which we do see... More of that later on in Endgame, obviously, or in Infinity War. Um, but uh, when a large star dies in a supernova, sometimes its remains collapse to form a neutron star. These objects cram the mass of a sun into the si into the size of a city, forming a new kind of matter nicknamed neutronium. A single teaspoon of this material would weigh billions of tons. If Mjolnir was made of this material, it would certainly explain its incredible weight. That is straight off of IMDb, a fun little Easter or a fun little trivia for the movie. Such a good movie. Some of the artifacts that you can see in here, too. Like, if you keep an eye out, we got... What is that there? That looked like the Warlock's Eye, which is an artifact that can control people's minds. These are from Marvel Universe, the artifacts. I'm going straight for it. I like how prominent all these items were. 
of uh, Infinity Stones. Oof. All the Infinity Stones, I absolutely love, like, everyone's experiences with them and how they've interacted with everyone. Um, that is the casket of ancient winters, an enchanted container filled with frosty winds. Absolutely love the 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 way that um, Chris Hemsworth plays this role. He's fantastic. So an epic tantrum. Here of the Iron Man 2 uh, theme of Father and Son definitely travels through well, and the focus on family. But really, like, the self-actualization, I feel like, plays the biggest role. The, the seeing yourself as worthy, or as what you are, or what you claim to be. Loki's such an antagonistic person, too. Like, he's so good at manipulating people and playing on their deep instincts. Both of them are so meant to play this role, too. Um, that the fact that a good chunk of what they did... You know, our, our favorite parts of Thor Ragnarok are really from them just riffing. The get help scene, um, the the snake scene, all like those great ones are not even planned. <laughs> Valhalla. Good old lady Sif. I Lady Sif comes into a couple episodes of Marvel's Agents of Shield, which is fun. A nice way to tie the cinematic universe into it where you know you're not gonna get Chris Evans to come play in it or Robert Downey Jr. to come play in an episode. 
So I think is a neat utilization of one of the really cool characters who doesn't get focused on because they're not the main. Mm. Here we go. Here's my boy, Idris Elba, who wasn't necessarily a fan of superhero movies, but I think he caught the bug because he's going to be Bloodsport in The Suicide Squad. In preparation, he actually read a bunch of comics where Heimdall was focused. <laughs> uh, he said he's a very central character. I wanted to reflect him as he is in the comic books, and he does do an amazing job at Heimdall. <laughs> Everyone's kind of bullying on Loki, too. You can see where his desire for defection kind of comes from. Because he is treated like the odd man out by this group quite a bit. Get it. Do it. Thor just believing. I love how headstrong he is, and it's definitely when the self-doubting comes in that makes it him such a well-done character. I mean, him being fat for Endgame is mm, so well. Like, it just shows the one character we thought that would never happen for, and... Yeah, he does it so well. Mm. Such a beautifully crafted bit of scenery, like the whole area of Jotunheim is beautiful looking the ice and the collapsed collapsing you know bits of architecture I 
I could, ah, man, this would be a really fun set to visit because it just looks so beautiful. And I'm sure it looked, I'm sure that this is mostly CG, but fuck, man. They need to make Marvel World and make it so you can go visit the Jotunheim. And then, you know, you can sit there and swing around things and whatnot. So you can feel like a, a nice guardian warrior. feel like this would be a very close battle like even against the Asgardians without having the epicness of Odin guiding you into battle which we're going to see Odin's horse at some point here Once Thor's hammer was stolen, he dressed up as the love goddess Freya to retrieve it. A little bit of uh, Norse mythology. Oh, they'll make it a challenge for you, buddy. I do like Chris Hemsworth as Thor. He's just such <laughs> fantastic casting. Such good fighting, and I love the choreography, and all their fighting styles are just a little bit different. Like, I know that Tom Hiddleston learned uh, Capoeira for his fight. What? 
What? What? So, is it magic done against Loki to make him look like a regular boy? Or is it just Loki's own perception and literally just natural to him ever since he was a baby to make himself appear that way? You literally just got this, though. Like, this can't be the way that you're going to show your father that you're ready to handle the awesomeness that is Mjolnir. Such clever ways of utilizing the hammer for fighting, which, you know, aren't necessarily always the ways that you think about when you think about Thor using his hammer. You don't think about him going against it with the ground, spinning it, and just fucking kicking up a shit ton of rocks at people. You think of that shit, calling in lightning and sending down these blasts that are going to destabilize, you know, an entire town worth of this planet mm. so cool the way they made this look it creating this whole other world and making it look fantastic Such a quick defeat. Such a skilled warrior, but a warrior and not a leader. Eight-legged horse, sleep near. <laughs> what? But daddy... Give him that war and death. Let him have it. 
Luffy. He be pissed. Oh, man. Such... You, you definitely understand Thor's thought process, but you see how wrong it is, you know? Like, you can understand why he'd feel that way, but damn. This whole scene was improvised. I just wanted Anthony Hopkins to react. And apparently even Tom Hiddleston and Chris Hemsworth were trying to hold back tears during this scene. And the crew was crying like it's just... Mm. Such a good point, though, Odin. Like, a very good point. And I don't feel like Odin in any sense is overreacting, because, like, I'd do that myself, too. But I think he meant this to be a permanent lesson and not a, all right, well, you know, go fall in love with an earth girl and then everything's going to be okay, bud. Mm. Natalie Portman. Chris Hemsworth, such a perfect person because he looks so godly. Just crying for his hammer. <laughs> the harsh reality. <laughs> I 
I'm very excited for Thor Love and Thunder. I feel like a lot of people are not excited for her to pick up the mantle, but I I feel like it's going to be good, and we definitely are confirmed to have a Thor versus Thor fight in there. <laughs> so happy that she tastes them. <laughs> Still an epic fighter, even without his abilities. <laughs> and he out. And I wonder, in this region that looks so much like the Southwest, I wonder if that's what they were talking about in Iron Man 2, the Southwest problems, and Coulson being reassigned to New Mexico. I wonder if that's this. Huh. Who knows? Yeah, I believe he's one of... Where is it? Ah, uh, but the first guy who tries to... Hmm. It's somewhere. Yeah, I can't find it anywhere. Oh, well. But yeah, the first person who tried to pull it out there is one of the writers for the movie. Restrained by a couple little things. Done for. Down for the count, over and out. Oh yep, J. Michael Straczynski. Uh, he worked on. He was a writer on the Thor comics. That's where. That's where we know him from.
<laughs> Brie Larson auditioned for one of the roles in this movie. Good tip. Good stuff. Because she ends up being Captain Marvel as we know. <laughs> uh, good old Stanley cameos just warm your heart so much I love the compilation of all of them because then you see the him also doing Teen Titans Go to the Movies and uh, Big Hero 6 and the cameo of him from the 80s which is also a lot of fun in an episode of the Incredible Hulk show. Mel Gibson turned down the role of Odin and how can you how can you? <laughs> mm. If that guard, that's Heimdall, you will treat him with respect because he deserves it. Well. For real though, saved their lives. A lot of people wanted Jim Carrey to be Loki because of uh, Loki's prominent airing in The Mask. But how can you watch Tom Hiddleston and imagine anyone different for that role? Because he just does it so amazingly. I'm going to grab something real quick. going to leave both just playing. I'll just be right back in one moment.
Ooh, I had to crack my back real bad. That felt amazing. Charlie Cox auditioned for the role of Loki as well, who then went on to be the much more apt character of Daredevil. He's fantastic as Daredevil. Jab me! Such a good gif. I use that for so many things. Tom Hiddleston doing that part so well. His wearing down of Odin as he takes his power back. You know, uh, so good. Chris Helmsworth bulked up, bulked up to such an extent before uh, screen testing for this uh, movie. The original costume that they made for him, which was designed for a specific size, began cutting the circulation off in his arms and legs when he tried it on for the first time. <laughs> that was an improvised part. <laughs> hey, there you can see T Stanley's truck driving in the background with no bed on it. <laughs> Nobody could lift it.
Mie, mie. Mie, mie. <laughs> it's funny because Skellen Skarsgård is actually atheistic in real life. So him not believing in the Norse mythology is kind of fun. You know, kind of pulls from his real life pretty easily for that, I'm sure. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Go help him. You know you want to. Agent Coulson. I mean, it's appropriate that he's appropriating it from you. just a firecracker she's like no fuck you this is mine it's been mine forever how dare you how dare you Who could be the pioneer in gamma radiation? Radiation. Hmm. We skipped that movie, so we don't know. But it's also not the right Hulk, and I'm just not feeling it.
these horns. Such a good look. The Odin sleep. Uh, everyone's like, fuck, we've been making fun of him for too long. I like that they made this character a bigger character because it makes him a little bit more as like the resounding ringer for the team. Like you rally behind him. They they uh, described making him chunkier and musclier as sexing him up a bit, which is fantastic. I love that they said it that way. You see Odin with the spear that Loki just had and with the Tesseract in hand walking across. <laughs> it's a bearded dragon. And he asked for a cat, which everyone thinks is a little weird. But uh, Freya, his mother, does have uh, two cats that pull her carriage. Blue cats. Large. <laughs> Realm. Round. <laughs> uh, quit staring at the attractive man. T 
it's the rainbow. Does the rainbow. <laughs> I do really love the look of the Bifrost. Rene Russo. Loki's gonna kill everybody. I'm so excited to keep getting through these movies quicker and quicker. Once we move into phase two, that's when shit gets real crazy. Oh. These are fun, though. I like the shield ET looking base that they got for the hammer. And you can see how much they've like tried to even dig around it. <laughs> In this edition of God, I hope you're not crazy. For not knowing the kind of technical advancements that he's going against and everything. Like, he does so well at infiltrating and taking cover... Taking, uh... Taking through there. You know, like... He... Dismantles the shield base quick. But just getting to the hammer isn't uh, isn't worthy enough, you know. The self actualizing again. You got to see yourself as worthy, and you know that you haven't done anything. All you've done is just walk to your hammer. I'm very excited to see Natalie Portman be Thor. I'm sure that suit's going to look amazing. Fuck the haters, man. I'm here for it. I'm excited. And we get to see more of Big Thor and him with the Guardians. Maybe he's not Big Thor anymore, but I hope he is.
Let's go Coulson. Not a gun. With a compound bow. The only time he ever uses one. I love me some Hawkeye. I wish... I wish we had a Hawkeye-only movie. I think that's part of the reason why I like Age of Ultron so much. Because we get... It's so much a Hawkeye movie. I mean, we're seeing his family. And even so with Endgame... You know, not that you can call out a character focus for that, but still. Mm. Barton is so... So cold in this. I love him. I felt bigger. <laughs> yeah, but you haven't fought bigger and been on equal ground with them necessarily. You know, he's got nothing to his advantage and he's still... <laughs> fucking big dude. I love it. <laughs> the shades of the mutant scene in uh, Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> Swear you're wrong, son. I'm a surgeon, and this is my operating table. The mud pit scene. Uh, the music still too, so uplifting and you're like, ah, oh, this is it. This is the moment we've been waiting for. Get it, get it. And not worthy. <laughs> I love the storm picking up around it too because I feel like part of that's Mjolnir like nah bro not yet not yet don't do it but it's also a nice fake out too like the thunder and the storm coming and he's just like ah oh, that's it They got him and they got him good. Poor Thor.
he needs to go through his journey, and we're not even halfway through the movie. Like, he, he doesn't know what he's supposed to be feeling yet. Poor Heimdall having to sit there and watch that. And know that he wasn't going to be able to get it yet. But probably hoping still that there's something deep down that he is able to. Meow meow. It's meow meow. Hmm. I really love the scientific talks here, there. I absolutely love Jane. I, I, I love all their chemistry. Darcy pulls in such good comic relief, but... Definitely all you'd expect from her being an intern with not knowing that. Ah, <laughs> uh, soldier of fortune. He's just like trying to insult him the only way that he knows. He's trying to get any kind of read on him that he can. I like this fucking awesome little interrogation room set up in the middle of this random base that they have. Like this amazing looking room. Loki coming is the teller of death. Looks a lot like death. Ooh. Maybe part of that was just cruelness on Odin's part, too, because he was super pissed when he banished Thor. Oh. God. The kick in the pants that Thor takes all the time. I mean, he is kind of... He doesn't know what world he fits in with, and he's lost so much. Oh, man. 
He's so easily manipulated. He's just like, he's doing such a good thing for me. Like my brother's looking out for me. While he's really getting played like a fucking fiddle. <laughs> Good old Colson. I wonder if there's a certain point, are they going to be able to go underneath it and pull it that way? Ha! And no matter what you do, Loki, you're never going to be worthy. <clears throat> Because you know you don't deserve it. Because you know what you've done. And I really think that Mjolnir comes from self-actualizing. And I feel like that's when... Uh, Captain America is able to almost pull it up a little bit. And then is able to pull it up a bit, definitely. Like the sexual... The, the self-actualization... <laughs> Falsified data. Dr. Selvig, too, just absolutely ready to <laughs> they they do the exact opposite. <laughs> Fantastic song. The way that Chris Hemsworth brings a levity to this and then like he 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 dances around the right the right way to play him and then he nails it in Thor Ragnarok Mm. 
<laughs> but to be drank under the table, he didn't even know. <laughs> Just the kind of realization. Oh, it's it's gonna be like that. Oh, it's one of them. All right, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> and everyone kind of does that with people too, subconsciously. You know, especially if you see if you're drinking in that sort of sort of way, and you see someone start doing that, you're gonna do it as well. So I think that plays on it very nicely. Laughy. Confior. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear him. Confior, actually very well known for being Reginald Hargreaves in the Umbrella Academy. So fun little fun fact. I was like, I know I've seen his name in something recently. Why can't I place it? That's Reginald Hargreaves with five hours of makeup put on him. The more you know. <laughs> mm. Heimdall, he's too smart for it. Tom Hiddleston, his ability to sound so duplicitous is fantastic. <laughs> we drank, we fought. A uh, hell of a fight, I'm sure. Even without his Asgardian powers, he's still got his Asgardian liver, and I love it. Ha <laughs> ha 
I've eaten bowl of cereal, shoving it in the cabinet. Nerves. I love Natalie Portman. It's hard to watch her in anything and not hear the Portman rap from SNL, but she's so good. The way that she plays the role is fantastic because she's so like thrown off by him and his staggering good looks and kind of falling for him, but still trying to remain professional. And you definitely see that side of the desire, whereas Thor doesn't necessarily put it off as much. Whereas this is kind of the big show for him. Excuse me. <laughs> what a what an awesome moment as a scientist, like especially dealing in something so theoretical. Here we go. Here's the Yggdrasil, uh, also from North mythology, known as the tree that connects all of life to make the universe. Yggdrasil. Hubble telescope. <laughs> the credits are actually shot as images from the Hubble telescope meant to look that way. And it took 18 months to do. <laughs> yeah poor guy and here we go a grand coup I love it they know shit ain't right Thor would do the same thing for you guys ten times over oh Heimdall is watching
<laughs> the most amazing timing. <laughs> Bill Volstagg. <laughs> mm. Loki is pissed. I love his garb with his his royal attire, his green cape, his fucking awesome horns. Looks so fantastic. <laughs> Shield mobilizing immediately. <coughs> now their cars have funding. They didn't in the last one. Because now it was an Acura. Ah, <laughs> oh, Thor. And this is the moment when he has done something truly worthy to him. Like this is this is how he sees himself. The destroyer. Oh. This entirely fictional town made for this movie. At least Thor had a little bit of different, a little bit of, uh, you know, he had his armor taken off, so it wasn't as jarring when he dropped in. <laughs> Lady Sif and the Warriors Three. <laughs> Look at that face. That face is, where's my brother? <laughs>
Oh, man. Heimdall. So dedicated. I love the I love the optics that are over his eye and how they kind of change. Oh, fantastic. Oh, God, that would be a bitch to clean up coffee falling into your dash like that. <laughs> he does never tell him anything. <laughs> not friendly, not friendly. <laughs> target angry, target angry. Mm. <laughs> Just You can eat later. <laughs> the mobilization of all of the... Uh... How do you beat something that's, you know, meant to defend Asgardian riches like this is gonna be the most amazing piece of technology and he's gonna be able to plow through any Asgardians because it's more than likely gonna defend against them and people of similar strengths oh got him look at you lady Sif hmm Ooh. Destroyer blasts. He should have picked up her fucking spear and just launched it towards her. Like a javelin. Get him. And here we go. Self-actualizing. Aw. I want to know how long Lady Sif's been into Thor. Because, you know, she has been. That's pretty obvious from how close they all are together. 
<laughs> I, I don't have a plan. That's what that face was. Oh, fuck. Fuck a shield. I go acapella. <laughs> What's he doing? He's fucking ending this. That's what he's doing. As much as it stinks watching this movie with Thor not getting to have his powers for most of it, this moment when he gets his powers is one of the most epic scenes. Mm. That's worthiness, if I've ever seen it. See, I want to know how Loki gets the information, because I doubt he has the the birds of Odin's. That'll sit there and tell him all the information of what's happening on Earth. So I want to know how he sees it. Yeah, no, the Destroyer's just trying to kill us all still. And sitting right there, and we are definitely not in his line of fire. So yeah, safe. Definitely safe, Thor. Whatever helps you die easier, buddy. I believed his death more in Cabin in the Woods because I know he's not about to die. Oh. <laughs> uh. So, like, you know, you think that it's Odin's tear that does it and Odin realizing what happens. But I definitely think it's self-actualization. Look at the times when the hammer doesn't come to him either. <laughs> oh, destroy this nutbag. <laughs> So cool watching it all come back to him. (laughs) 
that would have been a good moment for Eric Selvig to say that because she was kind of believing him, you know, when he was telling her everything. So I don't feel like we needed that moment of her realizing it. Oh. <laughs> son of Cole, because Coulson, because Odin's son means son of Odin. <laughs> Poor Colson. So glad that she's able to see the fruits of her labor in this and in the next one, too. I mean, she doesn't CC in this one, but... Poor Heimdall. Everyone's just like, Heimdall do this, Heimdall do that. No one cares that Heimdall's fucking frozen to death. Heimdall. Heimdall. God, if I was Heimdall when they got up there, I would give them a piece of my mind. Be like, alright, listen, bitch, I'm not just here for you. Okay? I was frozen because of helping your friends try to get to you already. So you can just back the fuck off. I'm sure he'll be right back. The next one's about how happy they are together.
is a reckoning coming now. Ooh, you made him mad. He's mad now. Odin's sleep. Not quite so much, Luffy. Sorry. There was supposed to be an emotional denouement where we find out that Luffy is like, yep, you were my son. He stole you from me. Get him. Trying to bastardize the tree of life for his own reasons. Part of this is worthy. Poor Thor, yet again, just like... Manipulated so badly by Loki this whole time. And all he does is care about him.
Oh boy. You get him. You get him, Thor. Such a good clash between the two of them because the powers are such so different. Absolutely love the clash between the two of them here and the different fighting styles that you get when you're holding a spear-like staff and versus a one-handed hammer. There's just the differences uh, in their fighting styles are fantastic. I love getting to see the differences that they both have. Oh, true Loki. Oh, that's right. You get him, Thor. You set shit right, buddy. Kick Tom Hiddleston's ass to the curb. Make room for Matt Damon as Loki again. Oh, what a power move to restrain someone to. Like, alright, I'm not going to drop this on you because it would probably really, really hurt you. But I know you aren't worthy, especially you being my brother. You ain't worthy of shit, so... Boop. Gotta leave that right there. Oh, man. Can you imagine that impossible decision? Thor, smash! Ooh, just in the nick of time. Loki's blade on the spear was literally about to pierce his skin. That was like, uh, they did that so well for timing. And the destruction of the Bifrost and the loss of Heimdall ever having to do anything that was remotely important again. Just kidding. His leading of the revolution during Thor Ragnarok is to die for. It's fantastic.
as wrong as he's done to Thor can't deal with it and doesn't want anything bad to happen to his brother still. And, like, will never want to punish him in that way. But fucking Loki with his exit plan. But to uh, get back to what I was saying earlier, like, for Jane to be able to even see that some of that was true has to be, like, fucking life-changing for her. So, absolutely fantastic. Very well done. Oh, poor Jane. everyone lived happily ever after except for Jane because she thought that she was abandoned. They should do a time lapse of how long she sat there waiting for him to come back like uh, from Futurama with uh, Fry's dog waiting outside of the pizza place for him to come back. Hmm. Go to him. Friggin' Frigga. imagery. Everything just looks so beautiful in Asgard and the associated realms. Wish we got to see more of that and maybe that's what we'll get to see more of in Love and Thunder, especially with Thor having been traveling around with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe we'll get to keep seeing these beautiful places that we haven't seen before, like Alf Time and the 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 the, the Heims, Nernheim feel like that's from Doom Patrol, but... Freaking Nernheim! Yeah, I can hear Brendan Fraser yelling about it already. <laughs> you won't ever make me proud, son. Oh, fine. Don't do what I say. Just totally ignore whatever I think is a good idea. Whatever you say, Odin.
reconstruct the whole Bifrost. So cute. Such a good ending. But yes, this is all meant to look like it's through the Hubble telescope. And it took 18 months to, to compose these credits. God, and it looks beautiful. Space. 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 So beautifully constructed. Every part of this movie is fantastic. Uh, with Barring the lack of Thor being Thor. But the way that it comes through in the end. The theme of self-actualization. And the way that it carries through. With his character even into other movies. So good. And good at expanding our universe. Because all we've had at this point before this is... Just Iron Man. And Iron Man fights people from Earth. So this definitely had a lot to put on its shoulders, essentially, in terms of immersing us into the spatial part of the Marvel Universe. And damn, did they do a good job of it. Because they had their work cut out for them. And this shouldered so much so other things could flourish be it Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Thor 3 the, introducing the world to us like this and getting to see more of the world and even in Thor the Dark World uh, we are able to make sense of the entire universe better. Fantastic song. A million miles away. I with... I, I with... I just read the name Malekith because Disney tried to pop it up before showing me the post-credit scene, which is uh, offensive. But... Um, wow. Did I really just lose it? Wow. Fuck, that was upsetting. Anyways, um, the ability of these characters to open up this world was very good, and we had some really good chemistry along the way. And it, uh, I mean, there's definitely more to be desired but not necessarily in a fulfilling sense, because I feel like there's just too many unanswered questions at the end of Thor. Anyways, um, still a good movie and a good benchmark for this character in the universe. And I feel like it kind of gets washed behind. It is definitely not the best out of the Thor series. I'm sticking by Thor Ragnarok for that. But... Um, Really good for introducing us at the time that it did. And 
I'm going to give it a solid 8.0 out of 10. It's a good movie. Good music. Um, not just being scored, but even the song we have playing now that plays in the bar. They, they set the scene very well for most of the movie. And getting into the hierarchy in Asgard is where you'll derive the most pleasure and just kind of finding what there is in that of that in this movie. So 8.0 out of 10. That's a solid 80%. That's a B. B minus, technically. But it's a B. You know, it's, it's a damn good movie. And I feel like Marvel has this tendency of every movie that comes out is better than the last one. One of the, my favorite Marvel movie is the last one that came out. That's always the way that it is. And currently it is Spider-Man Far From Home. It's such a good movie dealing with the end of everything. I just... If I have to pick my favorite overall Marvel movie, it's whichever one comes out most recently. Because they do them so well. Just waiting, biding our time here. Anything fun coming up in these credits? Any fun kind of names for a role? And Brian Michael Bendis again. I'm so glad that guy is so involved in all these for being like the Marvel King. Nothing really that fun. Some interesting names that I would absolutely butcher if I tried to say. French tax rebate for international production. Huh. This film benefited from that. <clears throat> interesting that that's something that you have to put in in the credits. You know, like, hey. <laughs> we claimed three of the actors as dependents on our taxes. Like, those kind of things. I just, I, I like that they have to disclaim that at the end in that fashion, like, hey, there's a tax rebate that we got for filming where we did, so, yeah, if you're filming there, you should probably look into it, too. <laughs> the... scenery in this movie is great and I feel like that's where the Thor movies really at least for Thor and Thor the Dark World where they really shine is they're so visually striking everything with the ether in the second movie is so beautifully done and all the all the frost giants and the things freezing and the destruction of these beautiful things and the visions of uh focusing on Asgard and just it broadly and then we get more detailed with it in the second one that is the stuff that is done beautifully in these movies and maybe that's because the stories aren't favored as much that you focus on that more I don't know but it uh, it, it definitely comes through more and is beautiful only two songs, I Can Help by Billy Swan and Walk by Foo Fighters. American Humane, No Animals Were Harmed. We saw quite a few animals. 
some good special things. And the team of movie studios that were put together to make this possible. And here's the beginning of the Thor will return in the Avengers. And post credit scene. Now we need to tie this into Captain America. Uh, because Captain America is the next one that's in our watch list as well. And that's what this is meant to do. And I remember watching this with my dad and just getting super hyped about the introduction of Captain America because he's always been a Captain America guy. Whereas I've definitely evolved into that more so as I got older. Dr. Fury. And this is kind of the first, uh, the first movie that has a longer Easter egg because the other Easter eggs have been like thirty seconds, a minute, or post-credit scene. Not Easter egg, but Easter egg as well. Mm. That's the Tesseract. And as we know, it's going to be very prevalent in Captain America. And then that ties us in. Foreshadowing into Avengers 2, which is uh, Avengers as well, which is fantastic. Great movie. Super glad we got to sit around and watch it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed sitting around and watching it too. Um... Yeah, check out my other stuff. I do regular shows on my podcast as well. You can see them anywhere that you are listening to this commentary. Do a 420-friendly podcast. You can find the link of that in the description that is on YouTube exclusively. And I have a Facebook, a Twitter. I'm very reachable on both of those. Reachable as hell. So find me on either one of those. Um, tell me what you thought of the show. Tell me what I can do better and what you want to, from these movies more so. And until next time, my name is Barely Allen. And I want to thank you all for coming out. And until next time when we watch Captain America, you guys enjoy. <laughs>